<laughs> man, oh man, that is a good jam right there. And it is on. School is out for summer. Whew. I'm feeling good, guys. It's been a good day. It's been a good day. Let's get this thing off right. Let's get this thing started. Y'all ready? It's Westbrook Wednesday, people. It's Westbrook Wednesday. Y'all, are you ready? Here we go. Let's kick this thing off right. What's going on, Facebook Live? Woo! Hey, guys. What's going on, Facebook Live? I'm Scott Butcher. This is Westbrook's Oclico, and this is Westbrook Wednesday. I'm uh, proud to be back here on another episode. Uh, we have got a killer, killer interview going on tonight and around to plead the fifth with uh with the owner of new canoe mr blake young um you guys have seen the post posted up all day long uh we've had a, a ton of good response um you know it was uh uh it, it's it's another another great great middle of the week um there's been a ton of things going on in the industry and uh it's just been really really cool uh hang on let me cut off my alexa stop I still got Amazon over here playing in my ear. So, however, um, you know, uh, a couple of things to kind of touch on uh, the new hats. Um, I think that I believe that they're going up on the website later on this week. The Westbrook Supply Co. Catchboards. Uh, I think we're, we just ordered another round of those. And uh, so, you know, all of that good stuff is going on. There's a couple more local tournament trails uh, coming up over the next couple of weeks um, for the state of Georgia. And then nationwide, uh, you know, they just come off of St. Clair. And they've got a couple other big com events coming up with both the Hobie Trails and the KBF Trails. Um, and so there's lots of stuff going on there. So, but uh, what's going on, guys? Uh, Matthew, bro, I, I actually was going to use your, uh, I'll say you're, that you're already on here. I actually was going to use your photo that you built earlier, man. That was a great graphic. I don't know if that was your new canoe or not, but dude, that graphic, man, uh, that thing looked really, really sick. Um, I may have to reach out to you, dude, when, when, when Fletch and I are too busy to build graphics. So, but, uh, turned out really, really good guys. We got, we've already got a good crowd coming on. Uh, Jason's on Austin Carpenter, Charlie Spriggs, Nick, what's going on, brother. Jonathan is here. Uh, Joshua Tatum, uh, uh, new Westbrook supply co teammate and new canoe, uh, uh, owner himself. Um, what's going on guys. Welcome to the show. Uh, all right. So we're going to kick this thing off. Uh, I'm going to bring Blake on here in just a minute. But we wanted to, uh, as always, you guys know how this operates. If you guys would, when you're in the comments down below, go ahead and type in. Let us know where you're watching from. Uh, and then in the uh, in, in, then on the bottom right hand, bottom left side, depending on your Android or, app, or Apple, you can go in and share this live feed and let your friends know that you're watching along and let them know that we're fixing to bring Blake Young on. So, But without further ado, guys, I'm going to go ahead and do that. I'm going to bring Blake on. Um, and, uh, and kind of kick into, to Westbrook Wednesday. Welcome guys. Glad you guys are all here. Let's get this thing started. Let's get this thing rolling. Brad is absent tonight. He has some things he had to take care of. So Brad won't be with me as the wingman tonight, but, uh, that's okay. We'll fly solo. So anything that I do wrong, you guys just let me know and we'll fix it a little bit later on. So we already got a couple folks in Athens, uh, Alabama, Gainesville, Georgia, Ackworth, uh, some folks out in Waco, Texas. What's going on, guys? Once again, when y'all are tuning in, let us know where you're tuning in, where you're tuning in from, and then uh, y'all make sure that you go in and smash that share button and let your friends know that you're watching with us. And uh, there's the man right there, Mr. Blake Young. What's going on, buddy? What's going on, Scott? How you doing? Let me see. Make sure I got you there. Are you there now? I'm here. I can hear you. You got right. me? Yep. I'm gonna turn my volume up on my end. That's my audio there. All right. Good deal. How's that? It's good for me. 
All right, rock and roll, guys. Y'all smash that like button, smash that heart button. Make sure that y'all can hear us both. Let us know if there's an issue with audio down below. Blake, my buddy, what's going on, man? You're out on the West Coast. You're out in Washington area, right? Out in Washington State, yeah, Bellingham, up in the Northwest. That's a long way from here. It is, man. It's a the, good spot to be, but enjoy getting down your way, too. The Internet's a glorious thing, right? Like, we can be sitting here. We're multiple hours and, you know, 2,000 miles away from one another, and here we are. We can sit and have a regular, you know, conversation like we were sitting on the back porch drinking a cold beer, right? Yeah, I wish I was drinking a cold beer sitting on the back porch. <laughs> well, you guys are, you know, up there on the West Coast, you guys are especially up there around you are with Seattle being right there. I mean, y'all are microbreweries and coffee shops, like, everywhere, right? Beer and coffee. I believe it, man. We have uh, about five microbreweries within about a quarter mile from our shop here. How much? Four blocks away, and that was too far, so they put in a new one that was one block away. But, uh, yeah, we got uh, got countless microbreweries, countless coffee shops. So, uh, come visit. We'll give you, we'll show you around. Does it get old testing the new brews? No, it does not. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't get old trying the old ones either. All right, we're not playing plead the, we're not playing plead the fifth yet. But I mean, are are you more coffee guy or more beer guy? Are you equal both? Once for the morning, once for the evening, Scott. So I start off the days with coffee, and uh, you know I do enjoy an IPA. So that's my that's my beer choice, which is pretty much the beer of the Northwest. So we have uh, and countless options IPAs to choose from. So you can never uh, never run out of new ones to try. Do do you have a go to? I mean, is there? I mean, I don't. You know, I don't want you to reference one over the other. But I mean, we. I mean, is there is there one that that we should be looking up and trying to get a hold of that you're just like, hey, this is my go to. Yeah, there's some great breweries around here. Some of my favorite are Col- is Colson. That's one that's just a few blocks away from us. Um, another one is Gruff that uh, opened up a few years ago. Robbie, who works here, is good buddies with uh, the guys who brew there. He's actually trying to get a uh, get them to do a custom uh, brew a go a go fish pale ale. So if we pull that off, Ooh. we'll let you know. A go fish pale ale. That's right. So you know, okay. not too strong, so you can uh, enjoy them while you're fishing and not uh, not get too lightheaded. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Well, there's there's <laughs> quite a few microbreweries right here in Atlanta. You know, I know that you were just here a couple weeks back, um, but we you know we've got we've got several right here, and then you know, and all across Southeast, it seems you know that seems to be a you know a, a bigger movement kind of going in right now across the country, and then coffee is always. You know, you've got three small toddlers at home, just like I do. Uh, you know, coffee is always a go-to, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, that's one of the best things. Uh, one of the things I really noticed, you know, when I was traveling back in 2007, 2008, 2009, man, you go to a restaurant, you're like, what do you have for beer? It's, uh, you know, Miller Lite, Coors Lite, Michelob, MGD, Sam Adams. Yeah. What's your great, what's your, you know, what's your great <laughs> beers? Like, you know, those are the biggest, you know, those are national, you know, international, you know, beverages. Um, but it's, 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 it's good like yourselves to, you know, to, to, to put some passion into, into, into what they're doing. Not that those companies didn't start out that way, but, but you guys understand what we're saying here. Yeah. Just some good variety. So now you go around and you, you know, you have all those options, plus you have some local options, some different things to try out. And it's always fun to uh, sample the local beers, local coffee, um, you know, check out things in different parts of the country. Yeah, no, absolutely. All right, guys, I see a bunch of you guys. Y'all having comments down below there. Uh, Marietta, Georgia, Joey's watching. Uh, uh, Carl Pride says, Blake. What's up, Carl? Uh, yeah, you got guys left and right. I, I know that uh, guys, yeah, if, if Blake's not referencing you guys, it's because in the software that we use, he can't see what you guys are posting. 
Um, and if he, uh, so, so I'll kind of give some shout outs to some of you guys as we can. If you guys have got thoughts or questions or comments, concerns for anything while we've got Blake on for the next hour, uh, as you guys know, if you're familiar with the show, we have, we don't really pay a ton of, uh, of attention during the plead the fifth interview, uh, to what you guys are, are going on and doing in the comments down below. Um, but generally speaking, uh, most of our guests, and I'm sure that Blake will be no exception, uh, will come back to those later on in the, you know, in, in, uh, and answer questions there or make comments and, and kind of see what you guys have. So we, you know, we've, we've got the, we've got the owner, the CEO of new canoe here, Blake young for you guys that are just tuning in and, and are unfamiliar with, uh, with, with who this, uh, entrepreneur and business owner is in front of me who actually looks younger than me. And, uh, and, and is in a lot better shape than I am. And it's really kind of frustrating to see that this guy's got this much success and here I am struggling. Hey, we're all just trying to get by, man. <laughs> right. We're all just, everybody's just trying to survive. So, My uh, ability to, you know, get the gym really depends on how long the kids sleep in, in the morning. So <laughs> yeah, no, I got you. savings time. We've been on a good roll here. No, well, that's, that's an absolute fact right there. We, we, our kids just, you know, I was playing Alice Cooper schools out for summer a little while ago as I was, you know, kind of jamming out, getting in the flow for tonight. And because school's out and my kids, you know, my oldest is, uh, is, uh, is six. Um, as a matter of fact, your oldest, I believe is six, right? Yeah. You've got, a, six. you've got a six, a three, and then a, and then a new baby at home, right? Yeah. Six year old girl, three and a half year old boy, and then a six month old, uh, girl, man, you, uh, talk about hands full, right? You get that comment all the time though, right? <laughs> Got the hands full. Yeah. I'd say, uh, you know, work all day and get home and you got kids. So it's good times, but, uh, very few down moments. That's for sure. No, absolutely. That I understand. I've, I've got uh, two boys and a girl. My, 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 young, my female, my girl is the youngest. She's our princess and, uh, she's, uh, she's a hurricane in and of her own self. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. I feel you there, man. <laughs> All right, boss man. Well, uh, let, let me let, let's get a little business out of the way. For those of you guys that haven't tuned into this show before, welcome to Westbrook Wednesday. I'm your host, Scott Butcher. Tonight we're interviewing in a round in a game that we call Plead the Fifth, um, in a in a in a in a tabletop interview where uh, where we're going to talk with Blake and uh, and I've got six questions laid out. I've talked to Blake today and done some pre-interview stuff. I've also talked to a couple of uh, of his closest friends and got some stories and got some info. And uh, and, and kind of set up some some questions to where Blake gets an opportunity to kind of share a little bit about his story. Now, the reason that we use this format, because this is, with this being a fishing channel, we get questions all the time is, you know, why are we not talking about, you know, favorite color baits or why are we not going to stuff like this for us? The way we built this platform and what we wanted this show to be about was was the community and the kayak culture. And if you're familiar with the kayak culture and even if you're not, we'll explain a little bit. It's, it's very much built around people. And it's very much built around people taking care of other people. And it's something that I know Blake stands for, the Westbrook Supply Co. entire team stands for. And, uh, and it's just something in a way that we wanted to do that. So the way that we set up these interviews is that it would be a way for you guys to experience. If me and Blake were out in the kayaks, we would be having a lot of these same conversations that we're going to have right here tonight. Um, mostly because I'm a pusher and I want to hear everybody's story. I'm, I enjoy that. And so when you get out on the water with, with most of us, it's, it's about that community and that camaraderie. And so that's what these interview, that's what this interview on our Westward Wednesday is set up for. Now, Blake has also stepped up big to the plate. And if you guys saw the photo leading in uh, with the giveaway tonight, uh, uh, Blake has stepped up to give a, a full new canoe swag pack. Um, he's given away a new canoe shirt, I believe a hat. I think you've got a, uh, 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 the black pack. I'm sure that you'll throw some stickers in and the toe flag, right? That's right. Now I'm digging. Now, obviously, everybody knows, uh, you know, uh, but this this new canoe American flag 
shirt, man. You know, I'm rocking my my Memorial Day American, uh, you know, red, white, and blue Westbrook hat. I'm digging this shirt right here. I'm going to have to pick me up one of those for myself. Yeah, I'd look good with that hat. So, oh, see, check him out. Look at that. That looks outstanding right there. We got a couple of new canoe guys on the team, uh, on the Westbrook team. And, uh, and you guys all know uh, Riverwolf, who's, uh, you know, quite the stud and the stick and the character. Blake, uh, Blake and Wolf have spent some time together. And then, uh, you know, we brought on uh, Josh Tatum uh, a couple a couple weeks back, who is uh, an up-and-coming young stud in the sport and, uh, you know, and a good family man. And, uh, yeah, and we, he's... I met Josh uh, last March at Outside World in Dawsonville. We were coming through on a, on a tour. He came out with his daughter, I believe, and met us at the store. So what's up, yeah. Josh? I hear you're watching tonight. Yeah, yeah, Josh is a good one. We just we just brought him on to the Westbrook team. He's got that same kind of fiber and that same kind of fire that you know that that all of our teammates represent. And he brought something to the table that that we just really couldn't you know could not have. And so so we brought him on about a month ago now, I think officially. So it's it's been really good. So, but anyway, um, so we're gonna give all that stuff away uh, a little bit later on in the show. And to be honest with you guys, with Brad not here, uh, we're gonna kind of wing it. So me and Blake may just make something up and decide who to give it away to. We'll see what happens. So anyway, uh, all right, guys. So the way this works is a game called Plead the Fifth. Uh, Blake, I'm going to explain you the rules before we get started, all right? So you, you get six questions. You get one Plead the Fifth. That's it. Just one. You can use it at any point in time you would like with zero follow-up questions behind it. Does that make sense? That makes sense. All right. Now, tonight, we've got a phenomenal if – you, if you go through the whole six questions and you don't use your Plead the Fifth, I'm going to guarantee that I can give you absolutely nothing. It's going to be a phenomenal victory for you, though. <laughs> <laughs> so it. It, it should be good. All right, Blake, are you ready, man? We're going to get around and plead the fifth going. All right, let's do it. All right, guys, welcome to Westbrook Wednesday. I'm your host, Scott Butcher. This is Blake Young, the owner and CEO of New Canoe. Um, and this is a round of plead the fifth here on Westbrook Wednesday. All right, boss, man, we're going to start off simple for you. Starting off real easy. As a matter of fact, let me get a little comfortable. This may be the easiest first question, Blake, I've ever given. I got. I took. I took my gloves off for you, Blake. I'm being nice, right? Everybody's got the fishing story, right? Like something that happened that was the story. What's your the fishing story? Oh, my the fishing story. Okay, I'm gonna go back to Florida, um, Southwest Florida. It was um, probably 2015. Um, I was out with Joe Mahler and Dre. And I think, forget who else was with us, but some of our early pro staff guys. And we'd get down to Florida once, you know, once a year or so and get out with those guys. So it was always fun. Try to get some photos, um, catch some fish. And they always had their secret spots. So we um, went to location X this day. And it was a good time. Um, got out in the morning. We're getting on some fish. You know, a pretty good day. The guys were, uh, were definitely hitting them. I was getting on a few. And just had a good time. We kind of got towards the end of the day and we're thinking, man, maybe we should, uh, maybe we should, uh, wrap it up. So we're heading back in and you know, you want to take that one last cast. So uh, take that one last cast and I got all tangled up on something. I'm like, ah, oh, crap, it's, this not looking good. So I paddle <laughs> over to get myself unhooked and sort myself out and then think, well, can't have that be my last cast. So one more cast and I hooked on to big old i didn't have a hog trough with me at the time but man this is a big old bass probably eight or nine pounds 24 25 inches i mean it was 
it was a heck of a fish. And the guys I was with, they're like, oh, that's the one we've been looking for. So it was a good time. But, um, yeah, that uh, that one last one last cast. Yeah, it's all uh, that's you know, it seems that seems to be a growing fad. You know what I mean? You know, I, I, I reference it with my wife when we talk about it, because, you know, I'm, I'm in this sport. and We talk about it all the time. I'm sure you and your wife like she gets tired of hearing about kayaks and fishing and and all this stuff, because Lord knows my wife does. Guys, y'all comment down below if y'all deal with that, some of that same stuff, too. I guess that's why we have these kind of these kind of shows to be able to kind of, you know, talk more about it. So but it's one of those things to where, you know, it's almost like the last five minutes of the football game. You know what I mean? That last cast or that getting back to that dock, getting back to where you launched from and you're making just those few more casts. It, you know, uh, so many great fishing stories were start with, well, it was my last cast. <laughs> that's right. And that last five minutes of the football game, that's true. Because we're on trips. My wife will have the kids, you know, at the hotel or wherever we're staying. And she'll check in, say, hey, when are you guys going to be done? It's like, oh, we're getting pretty close. Shouldn't be long. Yeah. Well, you know, it's like the fourth quarter, there's five minutes left and it just stretches out, you know, the last five <laughs> or 10 minutes becomes an hour, hour and a half real quick. So, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't take long. Like I'll put on a headlamp if the, if, if there's something even remotely biting, I'm, I'm still fishing. <laughs> That's right. So when well, I talking, staying on the, staying on the, on the bass stories, you actually fished down here in our neck of the woods here in middle Georgia. I believe it was last summer. You went out on the flint on the, uh on on some on some rivers with one of the guide services um with alan ragsdale right y'all went and caught some shoal bass yeah alan's the man he uh fall line guide service we got out there it was last march um late march maybe early april and man that guy knows his stuff so he just says hey paddle over here cast over there boom fish on but that was amazing we got um i mean four or five 20 plus inch shoal bass that day and it was just an awesome experience paddling up the river, um, fishing the spots, floating back down. So epic time. If you want to get shoal bass, you got to talk to Alan Ragsdale. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, you, um, you went down, I want to say, I, I want to say I was looking through your Facebook earlier. There's a photo of you. You had, you had like a 23 inch sholey, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you had just a, just a monster shoal bass. That's a citation fish down here. Did you end up getting your citation? Uh, no, I did not. Oh man, why did you not turn in for that, bro? That's something to hang on the wall. That's on. That's that's honorable. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was cool. I got the got the photos to show it, but I uh, didn't do the citation turn in. Just you know, got on the road after that, and man, get busy and details. I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna bring your shoal bass uh, into the pot into the podcast nice. here. I got your photo right here, so um, so you guys can see. This is uh, this was a 23 inch sholey, right? Yes. Yeah, that was that was a nice one. I gotta give all the credit to Alan. He just uh, he knows his stuff. He knows his spots. He knows that river. And if you go out with him and just do what he says, you're gonna get some nice fish. That's absolutely outstanding. Absolutely outstanding. Great fish. Great fish. Let's bring that down out of here and uh, and bring us back in. All right, man. See, first question, easy, dude. See how easy that was. <laughs> easy. Simple, man. Well, I, I'm not gonna lie to you. That's probably the last fishing question. <laughs> all right. Well. <laughs> step up the degree of difficulty then exactly all right so a lot of people i'm not sure that really realize and i'm gonna tell a little bit of your backstory because i know that you're 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 a pretty humble guy um but uh uh you grew up out, um out on out on the west coast and mom and dad you're the you're the you're the middle child with us with a sister on both ends correct right um you know you know went through high school pushed yourself through four years of college um and uh you went into college on rotc scholarship right that's right and then and then you so then you go into the army you go into an office you go in as, as an officer in, in the army 
and you do your four years. You bounce around a couple spaces. I think you spent some time in Seoul, Korea, right? Yes, uh, South Carolina, Colorado, Honduras, and then ended up in Seoul, Korea. All right. So one of my favorite things about this and where I'm going with this question is uh, is when you get when you got out, you actually decided instead of kind of you know diving back in because you're very much so. Uh, everyone that I've talked to that, that, that knows you better than I do talks about your work ethic and your drive. And we're going to get to that, but I thought it very interesting. Um, and this is why I'm bringing this up that you did a six months, uh, basically a sabbatical and traveled across the globe, right? When, right after you got out, instead of diving right back into the force or into the work field or going back home and, and, you know, whatever you kind of took, you kind of grabbed the bull by the horns and took an opportunity and, uh, you left the army, you did six months traveling. Um, when you look back on that now, what do you think you learned from that trip that, that, that is kind of like, like, this is, you know what I'm saying? Like you knew what you were going for, but I can only imagine that there was something at the end of that, that you had never planned for. Right. Like, well, <laughs> tell us about that trip and, and what you took from that, 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 that you still look back now on and go, man, that, that's why I did that trip. Um, well, I was in, you know, since I got in the army and went to Honduras, just really enjoyed traveling, getting out to different, um, different cultures, different places, having different experiences. And, um, when I was wrapping up my time in the army, I didn't have, you know, a clear direction on saying, okay, I'm going to go back and I'm going to apply for this job and I'm going to do this thing. Kind of had it open. I've always been, you know, kind of an entrepreneurial mindset, figure things out as I go, um, and so while I was in the army, it just seemed like, you know, that time's wrapping up. This is the perfect opportunity to go out and travel and, and see the world and do some different things. Um, and so that's what I did. Went to um, went down to Indonesia for a little bit with a friend from the army and then over to Europe for the Euro soccer tournament in 2004, then bounced around through Eastern Europe, met up with that same friend over in, uh, I think it was Italy, Slovenia, and we're sitting out in Slovenia at the place we were staying one night and talking and my buddy says you know we set off on this plan on this trip we wanted to get off the path and really go you know go do something new and different and he looks at me and he's like this isn't it man this is like just a little bit different we got to go somewhere a lot different so that's what we did we uh we kind of changed our plans we went uh cut out a bunch of those eastern european countries and went straight to turkey and then in turkey we went um spent about three weeks traveling around turkey going all the way to where you could literally see into Iraq and Iran. And this is 2004. So it's still that whole Gulf War thing was still uh, brewing over there. And places we went were like, usually we see uh, dozens of Americans every year. And this year, this is September year, the second and third Americans we've seen. So we really got out there and really just, you know, saw new things, um, met different people. And it's amazing just how friendly people are in so many different parts of the world. Even where we'd look at them and say, man, they don't have much. This would really, you know, this is pretty rough. But, they, man, they're just friendly and nice and happy and really enjoyed our time out there. Saw some amazing stuff and, you know, some amazing history. They just had some pretty, uh, pretty unique experiences. So I think for me, you know, just kind of getting off that path, getting to do some uh, seeing places that not many people, you know, get out to travel um, was pretty unique. That's, you know, that's an amazing opportunity and, and something, you know, I, I think that so many times, um, you know, people don't, uh, you know, don't take that leap and don't, and don't make that adventure. And, you know, we, we hear that time and time again. And 
I'm a big fan of studying amazing human beings, you know, uh, you know, guys, you know, like yourself who, you know, grabbed the bull by the horns and decided I'm going to do something and I'm going to put in the work and I'm not going to fail. Or when I do fail, I'm going to get back up. You, you know, I, I posted on Facebook the other day, fail until you can't, you know what I mean? And it's one of those things that where, you know, I, I, I see, you know, and we see week in and week out and doing these shows with guys who, you know, who, who have found success at whatever level you measure, you measure success. And, you know, and, and it, it keeps coming back to, you know, doing something that the, that other guys weren't willing to do. And to hear you talk about, you know, a trip like that and going over and finding, you know, other people, there are a lot of people that haven't got to travel, you know, like that. And, and they don't see things and for you to go and, and to, to kind of see those things, I'm sure that, you know, that, that, that still has infected you, you know, in, in, in what you do. And I'm sure with how you run nuking it. Right. Yeah, it's just, um, you know, I guess it gave me a different perspective on things, you know, seeing so many different cultures, so many different places, um, just seeing how big the world is and just how vast. Um, and, you know, meeting people along the way that are just genuinely nice and friendly, you know, especially kids, you know, so many places you run into kids that are just happy as can be and just simple stuff interacting with them. I mean, they're just full of smiles and hellos and, um, you know, pretty cool. That's absolutely awesome. Absolutely awesome. Well, we'll rock and roll. All right, guys, we're going to dive into question three. Before we get into that, let me do a little bit of housekeeping. You guys, uh, we've got quite a people talking here amongst down below. Um, uh, Matthew actually commented. He says that OD green flint in the background is fire. Matthew, you know, that's my color, dude. And, and yeah, I'm kind of eyeballing it as well. So I've got a, I've got a bona fide in that color, but that, that flint looks really, really good back there. Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's a sharp looking boat sharp looking boat for sure so once again guys uh welcome to westbrook wednesday uh this is plead the fifth we are speaking with uh new canoe owner and ceo uh blake young and uh, uh if you guys have got any comments thoughts questions concerns uh, uh post them in down below there uh once again let us know where you're watching from if you're just tuning in and go in and smash that share button all right boss man rolling into question number three and you're going to see a little bit of a, of a trend in uh in questioning so and uh 2000 what was that 2008 or so um uh no what was the what year did you and the wife take the trip cross country uh, in the forerunner 2011 2011 so you guys have been married like six or eight months at this point right and yeah, we got married in uh in january 2011 got ma got married in january 2011 and uh, you convinced her to pack all of your belongings into storage and hop in a Toyota 4Runner and travel the country for three or four months, basically to to help establish New Canoe, right? Yeah, that's right. It was, um, I think my wife maybe didn't quite understand everything that I did with New Canoe when we got, <laughs> when we were dating. We only dated for eight months and then got engaged and then got married. So it was all pretty quick. And I was still, when I got started with new canoe i was essentially doing it in um uh on the side or you know i basically had two jobs i had new canoe then i had my consulting business that was really paying my bills um for a number of years so when we met i was still doing both and she was kind of i don't think she was totally sure on which you know which one was bigger which one which way i was going to go in the future so when uh we got married in january 2011 uh, business starting to grow. Um, we're designing the Frontier 12 and we're thinking, well, how are we going to show this around? Because we've had a lot of, you know, a lot of people out there in the kayak fishing community and just the fishing community. They're like, 
you know, I like the new canoe. I like the classic 12, but, and so we really addressed all those butts with the class or with the frontier 12 and wanted to get out there and show people. So, you know, brainstorming, how are we going to do this? Am I going to fly out and do a bunch of trips? Well, it's, you know, like, well, it would kind of suck to spend a whole bunch of our first year married apart. So kind of went back and forth. And then finally, I just like, well, let's just go on a road trip. <laughs> Why not? So we, um, you know, I said, hey, we'll just get a couple boats, pull the trailer, put everything in the forerunner, move our stuff into storage. You know, you forgot to mention, I didn't maybe tell you we had a small dog with us too, just to make it a little more interesting. <laughs> so a little six pound Maltese that doesn't like to be alone and pretty yippy. Um, but it was her, uh, my wife's dog and, you know, leaving him behind wasn't an option. So, and that's kind of how I've done a lot of things like, Oh, just make it work. We'll get out there and do it and figure it out as we go. So, and then oh, you know, that fake it till you make it kind of mentality, right? Like figure it out. <laughs> and she's looking at me like, what are you putting me up to? What are we getting into? I mean, this is before the left. She's like, hey, we can't do this. This is insane. Cause we had to, uh, you know, we had to get the prototypes molded and that's always, you know, dicey. If you've ever molded prototypes on a kayak, getting those to turn out right. We, yeah, that's a process. That's a process. And you never know quite how it's going to go. And our timing's all pretty tight. So we're like, okay, well, we should be able to mold the prototypes around September 10th and then leave on the 16th. My wife's birthday was the 15th. So we're in the process <laughs> of putting our stuff in storage with no place to stay. And by this time we still don't have any prototypes that are worthy of hitting the road. So I was a bit stressed out about that and, uh, you know, preoccupied. And so it was, uh, pretty, uh, pretty intense few days, but we got it all pulled together and hit the road, I think September 17th. And, um, you know, I had a pretty good itinerary for where we're going to go heading pretty much all the way East, you know, on the upper half of the country into, into New York and then circle down into Florida where her mom lived at the time and take a little break there and then do another loop through the Gulf coast and, um, kind of the mid South and then back into Florida before heading home. So had a pretty good idea of where we were going to go. Just didn't really know how it was going to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, what, you know, what a phenomenal way to really solidify getting to know someone in a marriage. Cause like you said, you guys were only together eight months, you know, then engaged and then married. So, you know, so to take a, you know, a multiple month trip like that and, and, and uh, Blake, I'm, I'm not much of a math mathematician. I'm not a very smart guy. However, if I look back at 2011, you think a couple of months on the road, you think now that it's 2019, y'all have got a six-year-old that just happened. It feels like y'all got along good enough on the trip to, I mean, I'm just saying that you got a six-year-old now out of that trip. It looks like. <laughs> well, your math's a little bit off. That would correspond more to the trip the next year. <laughs> the following year, y'all did another trip. Now, I've, now I also heard that y'all did a trip with 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 your when your oldest was born right yeah so the following year we kind of you know we did that trip we survived um you know had a good time and really enjoyed it and loved being around and just for the you know for the experience of being face to face with uh with a bunch of retailers with our current dealers with future dealers with new canoe owners and just people who are interested in our kayaks to come out and meet us at the water one day and try them out uh, shoot video, you know, the whole experience of just connecting with people was, was really awesome. Um, and so we got back home and said, let's do this again, but let's do it different. So we got a, uh, we got a little motor home that time. So we got a oh, moving up in the world. What's that? 
moving up in the world. So this is like what, 2014, 15? What's that? So what year is this that y'all did the second uh, no, that, this, that trip? This is the following April, so April 2013. Or excuse me, April 2012. Okay. So, so yeah, your first trip, up. first trip must have been a good success then because now you stepped up and got the motor home, right? Now we stepped up and got the motor home and said, this is pretty good traveling around, but uh, <laughs> packing in and out of hotels every night with a little dog. Oh, this is funny. Our dog, you know, most hotels won't let you have dogs. Yeah. You know, you got to pay an extra hundred bucks. And, you know, we were not really interested in doing that, trying to keep our, oh, uh, no, here we go. Keep our, uh, you know, our budget as low as possible for the trip. So, but the dog's only six pounds and he's pretty chill, you know, totally potty trained. So we're like, well, we can do this. So we had a little, kind of a little day bag, you know, you can kind of stuff and carry on. Well, we put the dog bed inside of it. <laughs> and then when it was time to go in the hotel, usually we'd leave the dog in the car, go in, check into the hotel, ask for a room that was either on the ground floor or by the, you know, the stairs or the elevator or something. Actually, no, not by the elevator because then it would be a lot louder. So kind of on the outside by the stairs. And then we'd get settled into the hotel and then go back out and bring the dog in. And so he got so well trained that when we came back out with that little day bag, he would just dive into that thing. Like, you know, it was full of treats or something. He was so excited and he would jump in that thing, just lay down like excited as can be like chilled out We'd zip it up, walk back into the room, open it up. And he would just burst out of there and then just go run into a sniff and explore all corners of the room. So, so 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 sneaking that's a true matthews just says that's a a true doggy bag and yeah i think you're right yeah, that's, that's a true doggy, doggy bag. bag now yeah, now so i think we the only hotel where we got caught is the the marriott in buffalo new york <laughs> oh the, it's always the marriott there's we always a manager at the marriott a, uh, a knock on the i think they were delivering the you know they put the the, the bills or newspapers under the door so they were doing that at four or five in the morning. Dog barked, told the man, uh, told the front desk. We got a call saying, do you have a dog in there? We're like, uh, yeah. So we got him out, <laughs> took off, found out a couple of days later, they charged us a pretty, uh, pretty hefty pet fee. There's but, probably, uh, there's probably wanted posters all over the Midwest <laughs> with, uh, with, with your face on it and little dog posters going, Hey, yeah, looking, looking for this guy. Of an impression, but, uh, it was fun. I mean, we looked back after, after our son was born, we had to part ways with a dog, find him a new home, just having small kids. And that dog just wasn't working out. Understood. So look back and say, man, what could we have done on that trip without the dog? But you know, it was good at the time. He was, uh, he was a good companion. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. So well, that's pretty, uh, pretty, pretty awesome. Now, uh, Wesley uh, Nolan, is that right? Is am I saying that right? He says uh, that that forerunner is still running. Up, oh, did you freeze up on me? And we may have lost him. Let's see if he kicks back in here, guys. Y'all smash that comment, smash that like button. Let me know that you guys can still see us, still see him. He may have have lost us there. May pull him out. Let me see if I can bring him back in here real quick. Uh, let's see. He froze up there on us there. Let's bring him back in here. See if we can get him back. All right, guys, so, I'm back. I didn't run off. All right. So, yeah, we thought that the feds may be cutting your feed for talking about sneaking dogs into the hotels. So No, they're not on to me yet. They're not on to you yet. Now, uh, I uh, there was oh, – where's that comment here? Uh uh, Wesley Nolan says that the forerunner is still running good. <laughs> yeah, still running good. Still has that dent in it in the front left panel before we hit the deer in New York on that trip. But uh, man, 
See, guys, y'all want to make memories and you want to have stories to tell. You got to get out and do something. That's how you that's how you make memories. That's how you build stories. All right. So, boss, man, we're we're at the halfway point, man. How you feeling? You feeling good? Feeling good. All right. Well, now I'm I'm tempted to say I've only asked this question before to one other guest on Westbrook Live and uh, on Westbrook Wednesday. And that guest was Luther Cypress. And uh, I'm not going to lie. He, pl- he he had to take a plea to fifth on it. So I'm interested to see whether or not you do likewise. You ready for this? <laughs> I'm ready. ICAST is 40 days away. 40 days away. Are you ready? Right? What product or problem is currently keeping you awake at night? Hmm. <laughs> Ooh, good one, can't, Scott. Can he talk about it? Right? Ladies and gentlemen, hey, this is Westbrook Wednesday. If you guys are just tuning in, we ask the real questions here on, on Westbrook Wednesday and around the Pleader Plith. We are talking with Blake Young, the uh, owner and CEO of New Canoe. And uh, question number four out of the six questions. Now, remember, guys, he has to plead the fifth uh, with ICAST coming up just 40 days away. I'm sure because I know how you're wired. I, 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 I pride myself on, on learning from gentlemen like yourself. And, and I know that there's something that you've got working right now that, uh, that that's giving you trouble and keeping you awake. You know, something that you're, you know, maybe not keeping you awake, but something that you're working towards. Um, what is that? that? What is that product? What's keeping you up at night right now? Well, I can ask that, Scott. <laughs> oh, oh, here we go, guys. This may be um, industry first. I'm, it's, it's the pivot drive, man. Oh. Had, uh, you know, we've had that out there brought it you know we had the h2 pro drive that we put out a couple years ago um had about a, you know a year with that then realized you know exactly where we needed to improve that what we needed to do to um to get it to where we wanted to be so basically took the concept started over from scratch um, redesigned all the components and parts of it instead of kind of relying on stock stuff and uh, showed it off for the first time at icast last year um, and what we did, we didn't have a firm ship date or anything because, hey, we said we're still trying to get this thing right. Um, and we've had it out with some of our team guys for the last three or four months and been getting, you know, really positive feedback from them and getting hit up all the time, man. When's the pivot drive going to be ready? When's the pivot drive going to be ready? So we're, uh, we're anxious to get that out. And, you know, when we get to ICAST, I know that question is going to come up a lot. So. We're, uh, we're fast and furious back here trying to get everything dialed in, trying to get it just right. So when we do come out, we're not, uh, you know, it's full speed ahead and everyone who gets that thing is, is loving it. So, but, I mean, I got to lie, man. There's some challenges there just on the design on pulling it all together and, and getting that, uh, getting that system out to market. So it's, uh, well, so, so, so I have some follow-up questions there then, if you're willing to elaborate a little bit, Blake, because, uh, you know, people that know the new canoe brand, one of the things that you guys have founded yourselves on is, you know, is the big open concept, you know, the huge deck in front of you that you can build to do whatever it is that you want it to do. And with this new drive, you guys are not putting a hole in front of you, like a lot of the manufacturers in the, in the, in the community are, um, to where, you know, where you guys are doing that, you know, explain your, your thought process behind doing what you guys are doing. And I want to tie that into a follow-up question from there as well. All right. Well, if you go back, you know, to the start of new canoe and look at all our designs, they're all 
have a lot in common. So we've really, you know, stayed true to our roots of having, you know, stable kayaks, open decks, customizable, versatile. Um, those are some of the things that we've always built into our boats. Um, and, you know, three, four, five years ago, as pedal drives are becoming more popular and people say, hey, is Nuke Nuke going to do a pedal drive? Well, you think about where those pedals mount, you know, having that hole in the deck floor right in front of you. And you imagine that on the Frontier 12. And then you really lose a lot of what the Frontier 12 is all about because now you can't adjust the seating the same way. You don't have that open deck. You don't have that versatility. So it, 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 while the pedals are a great advantage in a lot of senses, it really compromises a lot of what you know our brand, our designs really try to stay true to. So a few years ago, we came across um, this H2 ProPed system that uh, a company up in Canada had developed. It was basically an add-on pedal system for you know, any sort of small boat, but the main difference is it went on the, on the, the, um, the prop mounts on the transom pedals mount in the front, and then you have a drive cable that, that turns the prop. So we started playing around with that and that turned into the H2 pro drive and that turned into the pivot drive. But the great thing about it is the kayak doesn't change. So the same, like a frontier 12 that we sold five years ago could be retrofitted with the pivot drive when it comes out and is available. It's just going to plug right in. And then if you want to use the pedals one day, you can do that. Next day, if you don't want the pedals, you take them out and you got a clean open deck. You got nothing in your way and you have a kayak that really paddles great as well as pedals. So it kind of took us a while and it's still taking us time to get it all just right. So everything works, you know, to where people are going to love it. But going this route has allowed us to do it while staying true to kind of our design roots and you know what we've said new canoe is all about product wise well you know that that's what are we and we talked about this a little bit earlier as well um you know with you guys just signed a massive deal our massive partnership with honda you know so much of this industry for mass appeal we're seeing it more and more um you know i'm actually sitting with a with a torpedo right in front of me um, that I just got in today to get ready to go on the back of my uh, of my setup because the, you know for mass appeal for this sport going like it's going, we talked about it today. This this pedal system, this power system, these different options to be able to have the different tools in the toolbox, if you would. Um, I mean that that's kind of the future, right? I, I mean, you know, twelve years ago, you weren't thinking, you know, when when y'all started, you know, getting you know diving in heavy, you weren't thinking about strapping a Honda motor onto the back of your new canoe, right? No, not so much. <laughs> we had, yeah, you know, we put the trolling motors on back then, and we always had the square transom on the boats. But, you know, the idea of putting the Honda outboard and really, you know, just opening that whole market up and thinking of, you know, the kayak as much of a small boat is, uh, you know, it's it's definitely evolved over the years. And I think you're right, Scott. You know, if you look at, you know, the population as a whole, there's more people that would be excited about fishing out of a watercraft that has a motor yep. than one that doesn't. And so as the designs evolved and as, you know, kind of small boats and canoes and kayaks all converge, you know, you see a lot of um, just different concepts out there. But really what it comes down to is it's it, it's a tool for someone to go fishing. It's allow them to, to go where they want to go and fish how they want to fish. And that's why I think a lot of the designs have, you know, just evolved over the years. When New Canoe came out in you know, the 2006, seven, eight, nine, we were so far away from like the kayak fishing community, as far as kind of designs and what people identified with, they'd look at uh, our kayaks and just 
41 inches wide, 42 inches wide. How can you paddle that? That's yeah. not a kayak, you know, all these things. Well, you look at where things have gone the last 10 years and almost every fishing kayak today is wider and more open than they were back then. Yeah, they're chasing that stability. You know, a lot of you guys had, like you said, you know, when you guys would walk into a, you know, to a canoe or even a kayak shop back then, you know, that was all wreck, you know, wreck, you know, back then kayak boats, you know, fish, even fishing platforms, you know, a fishing kayak back then was, you know, was a wreck boat that they put rod holders in. Right. You know what I mean? And, and so, you know, people looked at you guys funny, like, you know, like you had a unicorn horn growing out of your forehead when you walked in with this new canoe product and now look, you know, you guys have set the precedent and shown that a more stable, more versatile, more user-friendly designed, meaning you can build it for you. You know, myself and, and River Wolf fish completely differently. You know, major, you know, the biggest component of that is that, you know, he actually catches fish and I don't. However, um, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, our setups are completely different in how we carry and what we do and the species we fish for and the water that we're on. And so, you know, New Canoe, what you guys have made, have really done a great job of it, is keeping, keeping your base platform uh, versatile in that area, but building enough boats to where you have a boat designed for every type of paddler and every type of angler. Yeah, we've really tried to, you know, the deck side, keep build in things that people want and have a home and a place for stuff, but really leave it up to the end user to be able to configure that as they want. So your fly angler will have a totally different setup than your tournament angler. Um, They can, you know, they can both do it. And if somebody is both, you can set your new canoe up for fly fishing one day and configure it for, you know, your tournament the next day. Absolutely outstanding. Okay. So, well, I won't be doing a service. I, this, again, this is not part of the question. This is just a follow up, but I'd be doing a disservice and, 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 and fans and consumers would kill me. If I didn't ask this question, are you guys going to be releasing a date for this system to be ready to roll? Are y'all releasing that at ICAST or are you sure yet? That's what we're, uh, that's what we're working towards. Okay. Keeping up at night. <laughs> that's what's keeping him up. All right, guys, he answered the question, guys, that's a big round of applause right there. I'm not not gonna lie. I talked to a couple people today about you, and I was not sure that you were gonna answer that question. So uh, that's uh, that's absolutely phenomenal. So uh, for, I think I think you're smooth sailing from here on out, guys. <laughs> so good good job, y'all. Make sure y'all smash that that thumbs up button and 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 tell Blake thanks for swinging the swinging the bat hard at that one. He could uh, he could have easily bowed out of that one, but that was a great response and and definitely some insight into into the new canoe owners and maybe even to the folks that that you know that aren't uh you know that are on that you know pl- that teeter of you know what kayak am i looking at whatever and and i tell you what uh this is a great platform for you guys to be looking into all right boss man roll rolling into question number five are you ready i'm ready you're almost done i think this one's gonna be a little deeper right here all right so um i know that you're you're a family guy and you're a guy who who really prides yourself on 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 your family, where you're from, how hard you guys work and stuff like that. So this is a two part question. Part number one is who inspires you. Part number two is what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given. And I always ask that question to guys who are those entrepreneurs, guys who are those grinders, because at some point at somewhere, self doubt will cripple you. And, and, and we, and like I said, stated earlier, we're so lucky in this industry to have guys like yourself step forward and share advice with us. Someone has shared, has stepped up forward with you and shared advice. So, you know, who, you know, who are a couple of folks that inspire you and what's the best piece of advice that you've been given? Um, people that inspire me, I, 
kind of blitz, I'll break that up into two. One, uh, put my dad in there. Um, well, both my parents actually, uh, my dad just on, you know, work ethic. He grew up in Montana. He worked on the farm when he was in summer as a kid. Um, just what he does, he gets up, he works, you know, never complains. Um, always doing his best and he's always, you know, done everything with the very high degree of integrity and character that, you know, has definitely, uh, had an impact on me. Um, and you know, my mom, she just, her, her character, her, her faith, her, um, you know, just joy and enthusiasm. Um, you know, she's definitely, uh, always been there for me. So both my parents have been, you know, huge influences in my life and kind of more indirectly. I mean, as far as who inspires me and stuff, you know, in, in this business, I'll say, you know, I'd give a shout out to our team. Um, you know, there's days where this business is a struggle. It's a grind. Um, and, you know, you see the guys that are on the team, even new canoe owners that are out there so passionate about what they do, so excited, so much energy. Um, and it, I mean, it does inspire me. It pulls me out of some ruts sometimes, you know, seeing, just seeing what some of these guys are doing. Um, how committed they are, how much belief they have, um, and just the passion and enthusiasm. So, two part, uh, two part answers. That work for you, Scott? That works great. Now, you you still got to, I mean, relatively speaking, and it's actually going to be a great segue into the final question here of the night. Um, I mean, relatively speaking, for the size company that you guys are, you're still, I mean, y'all are pretty small. I, th I don't think a lot of people really realize. I mean, where, will you share? I mean, what what's the number of employees that you actually keep? Is that a number uh, that you'll share with us? Yeah, we have five employees. Five employees, so, guys. This entire new canoe company. Now, I want you to th I want you to process this because it's gonna it's gonna lead into our next question. Um, you're you're looking at a guy who has who has done and will do everything in this company to make it function. With there only being five full time employees. You, you, you're not, you're not just sitting back in an office and, and signing documents. And I mean, you're, you're, you know, you're, you're hands on in every aspect, right? Pretty much Scott. Yeah. There's uh, I mean, we have a great team. Donna uh, has been with us for nine years, nine plus years. Robbie's been with us for nine plus years. Um, and then more recently, Megan um, and Danny have come on in the last, uh, in, in the last year and Lance um, in, in the last couple of months as well. But, you know, we're, uh, we're a small shop. We, uh, every one of us will pick up the phone or respond to an email and get down and unload a truck or load a truck, whatever needs to be done. So it's, um, there's a lot of different hats I wear and a lot of different hats all of us wear here. So it's, uh, it's a pretty dynamic environment, but it's fun. And one thing that does is it keeps us real connected with our dealers, with, you know, new canoe owners, with customers out there because there's not a lot of layers that someone's having to go through, you know, to get, to get to me or to be heard. So if someone has a problem, it's not, you know, I'm going to hear about it or some, I might pick up the phone when someone calls and oh, is it Blake? You know, the guy from the video is like, yeah, that's me. What can I do for you? <laughs> it's like, Oh, well, I feel you, like I know you. You've got an, like I said, that, uh, that's going to, that's going to roll us right into that question. Let me get, let me, let me, let me actually get this question out before we roll into the next thing that, that you just sparked in my head there. So again, talking about the small company and the hard work and just something consistently that we're seeing in your, in your round of plead the fifth here tonight on Westbrook Wednesday. Um, 
you're you're constantly fighting and grinding and, and doing whatever it takes to get it done. What is that? What is that drive? Where does where does that come from? Do you is that something that you feel like you're born with, or is that something that you that because you have to have days right where you're like I, I don't I don't want to do this, or 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 this isn't you know, I mean I'm does that make sense? Like where where does that where does that motor where does that engine that runs Blake Young where does that come from, bro? Um, it's a good question, Scott. Um, you know, as far as the hard work and you know, I don't really look at myself and go, man, you're a hard worker. It's just, it's what I know. No, but, what I do. but let me hold you there. But everyone that I've spoken with and I've talked to some people and I've, I've looked around the industry. I've, I've, I've done my homework today on Blake young, right? <laughs> and everywhere you go, your name is synonymous with getting it done, hard work, pushing through. And, and for guys like myself, because, you know, we're on the grind and there's a ton of guys that are watching that can comment right down below. I promise you, you're fixing to see some comments, guys that are on that grind every single day and trying to make things happen. And, and you, not everybody has that, right. But you've obviously got that motor internally. Do you, I mean, do you, like you said, you know, are you that, hum- I don't, I understand that you're a humble human being, but I want it, but I'm, I'm looking for that. What's that spark, bro? What does that, where does that drive come from? Well, I think it's belief, you know, belief in what this business can be, belief in, um, you know, what we're doing. The, you know, just when, when somebody goes out and buys one of our kayaks and has an awesome experience and loves it, and it's, you know, that, that's pretty powerful. It's, uh, it's great to be a part of that. And just the vision for, you know, my background with the consulting, trying to help business owners, you know, build a good business. You know, one thing I've always really kind of held is that, you know, business should be a win, 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 win for all. Anybody who should be involved should, should win, you know, whether it's employees or suppliers or customers, you know, our dealers, it, it should be a bunch of really positive relationships and people doing things and, and having fun and making stuff happen. So I really want to, you know, try to see that through, try to make things run well so that, you know, more people learn about our kayaks, more people can get our kayaks and, and really have that great experience in them that we have good long-term relationships with our dealers that, you know, great relationships with our suppliers, that people that work here enjoy it and have fun and are challenged. Um, so I just really want to see all that through. And I guess I always have, um, I always have ideas. So I always have ideas for where to go next or what to do next and just want to see that come to reality. Now, Blake, I, I just wrote down. I'm sorry if it looks like I looked away for a minute. I just, I just wrote that down because I'm a guy who studies amazing individuals, and and you just gave a, you just made a quote that I've never heard before, and you're absolutely right, and it explains it in such an amazing way. In that everyone should win in a business. That's a, such a phenomenal context of how to of how to put this together. You're right. The consumer should win. The you know the the you know the your 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 staff should win. Everybody around that business for that business to be successful should win. And, and for guys for the, for again, kind of going back in for the, those of you that are kind of getting a quick recap, uh, you know, uh, uh, Blake put himself through, uh, you know, work, you know, worked his way through, through, through college, put himself through, uh, through the, through the army, um, bounced around a, a little bit. And then you started um, your financial sense company, like you're talking about where you were, I mean, you were, you did find you did financials and bookkeeping and stuff in the military. Correct. Yeah, I was a finance officer, so I didn't do a, I did a little bit of that. It wasn't um, totally hands-on, but there was some budget stuff and, you know, spreadsheets and all that good, exciting stuff. 
So you you actually didn't come in. A lot of people may not even realize. Um, Tim, who, uh, who who ran Wild Design and Ocean Kayak, if I have those, if I have those correct, he was yeah. the actual. He was the fa- He was the original idea behind New Canoe, right? That's correct. Tim Niemeyer, who had founded Ocean Kayak uh, and then sold it, started a, his new company, Wild Design, and within that company, they designed the New Canoe what they called the new canoe 12, which we now call the new canoe classic 12 um, in about 2005. And it went into, you know, basically went into production in early 2006, which is when I got connected with Tim on the consulting side. And so, and then, and then it wasn't long after that, they had about a hundred or so of those boats back in 2006. Right. And then, yeah. and then, and then you came in and kind of decided, Hey, this is like, you saw, what you're what you're actually doing now you saw that 12 years ago and that's why you bought it and did what you were doing like be be modest i understand that's who you are but that's a fact guys take it to the bank i mean this guy you don't invest the way that he invested in doing what he's doing in this industry without that foresight and without saying i've got the ability to build the right team around me to to take this to where i see it going and he's still doing that well i don't know what to say about that scott but (laughs) Yeah, I mean, there's definitely still working towards it. That's for sure. It's been uh, it's been a heck of an adventure. But I think that's the definition. You know, we got guys talking down below talking about entrepreneurship and stuff like that. You know, I and like I said, I you know I've gotten to, to to interview a lot of you guys that have that you know that that take care of themselves the way that you do. And like you said, you're you know you you, you look back and we've got guys commenting on five employees because it's blowing their mind. They didn't realize that that's the size company you guys are because that's not how you carry yourselves. That's not how anyone in this industry looks at you guys. And, uh, you know, and, and, and you don't, you know, you, you take it when you, you know, you step in and do what you do day in and day out to get the job done while maintaining customer service, while putting out a phenomenal product. And, you know, it just speaks volumes, Blake, to the foresight that you had in 2006 and to how hard you've worked these last, you know, what was that 13 years? It's uh, it's quite incredible, man. And I know that you're not satisfied and that's, that's good. I don't think you should be, um, you know, I'm not satisfied with what I'm doing here. I want to be better. I want this, I want programs and things to be doing running better. You know, I, I, you know, I want to be able to pull, you know, to have multiple interviews every single week. And I think that for all of you guys watching at home, one of the things that we talk about all the, all the time is put in the work. You've got to put in the work. Hard work pays off every single time. Blake's a living embodiment of what that is. Yeah, it's a, it's a grind. You got to put in the work. That's for sure. Um, and just keep on moving. You know, you have setbacks. You always feel like there's more failures or more challenges than successes, but um, you know, keep your head up and keep, keep moving forward is what uh, pretty much what I've done. And I think what you got to do when you're in, you know, when you're running a business or trying to build a business, because there's, any number of challenges and there's always things that kind of pop up out of nowhere. You're like, Oh man, now this, but you know, you get through it, you move on to the next and keep moving forward. I got you. All right, Blake. Well, man, congratulations on your round to plead the fifth, bro. Welcome. All six questions, winner, winner, chicken dinner. We got a grand prize for you of absolutely nothing, man. So congratulations on that. All right. Well, I, I appreciate that. <laughs> so phenomenal interview, man. Uh, I, I can't thank you enough for coming on with us. Um, I do got to get in some business. We got a prize pack to give away. If you got another 10 minutes or so to kill, man, I know we're, you know, we're running on that hour. If, uh, if you got another 10 minutes to hang around, you can help me pick a winner. If, uh, uh, all right, cool. Let's do this then. All right, guys. 
So y'all know that Brad Cody, my right-hand man, uh, he had some family stuff to take care of tonight. So he's not here with me. And normally me and him kind of bounce around ideas before we kick into this. We didn't do that. So I'm not really sure uh, who we're going to pick as a winner. But I do tell you guys that this is what we're going to do. I'm going to see if I can bring up uh, my screen here and let you guys see what I'm seeing. Um, and we're going to go through the list here and give kind of some shout outs today to some of the pictures and some of the posts. And, uh, 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 I, Blake, I'd love to say, hey, man, if you, you know, if you can, if you could see this, but you can't. So, but Jason Garner posted a, a phenomenal photo. Uh, Josh Little talked about, posted a photo up with, uh, looks like uh, uh, his uh, being able to share this fish with him. Uh, with It looks like his boy there, use our hashtag correctly. Um, Walter Lee is in his new canoe. Um, uh, Jim Bridges, uh, uh, he says, my best memory is of each day I fish in my frontier. And that is a beautiful orange and black frontier. Uh, Charlie Spriggs. Uh, uh, let's see. Daniel Tool talks about catching my PB um, with some good friends. He says uh, uh, he caught it on uh, on a top water popper and ate the entire the entire fish breach like something out of Shark Week and Discovery Channel. He said it was an air bass at seven and at seven point two pounds and uh, uh, went in on the, the same day. Uh, I, I went on, I went on in the same day to catch my PB of 9.4. So that's a phenomenal down the water, Blake, by anybody's standards, right? That's a good day. That's a good day. Um, uh, Bob Briggs, you guys can see, uh, Carl pride. You guys made some phenomenal posts and some great, uh, some great things going on. So I tell you what, boss, man, this worked out well for us last week. Uh, Blake, I know I'm gonna throw you on the spot here. You have anything to write on anywhere close to you uh yeah grab grab a pen and some paper we're gonna play a game all right all right so guys i'm gonna pick two of you guys and uh and we're gonna we're gonna play the price is the right game we played this last week with jeff little and torquito and i'm kind of feeling like let's do it again i had a lot of fun with it last week and so let's do that so let's look for um i'll tell you what let's go with tyler adams tyler adams if you're watching you need to be clicking on now bro and be letting us know that you are watching so that you can play. And then let's go with, uh, let's find, let's go. Where was Daniel tool? So Daniel tool, uh, and Tyler Adams. I should have wrote those names down guys. Y'all need to be tagging them. If they're not on, they need to be on right now. We're fixing to set them up to give away this prize pack from new canoe. So, um, let's see, Tyler Adams, Tyler Adams, and what was the other name that I said? Let's Daniel see. Tool. Daniel tool. Yeah. I got to go in here and find Daniel tool. All right, guys. So y'all, y'all, y'all comment down below. Daniel tool is here. All right. Daniel says I'm here and we're looking for Tyler Adams. They're both on board. So here's what we are going to do. Uh, all right, we're going to play a round of, uh, of, uh, I've got both of your names. We're going to play a round of the price is right. I'm going to explain these rules. Uh, you're, we're going to give you guys any digits from zero to nine, 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 nine. What you've got to do is, is we're going to ask Blake to write down any, any number from zero to nine, 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 nine. You guys get one guess posted up immediately. As soon as you get all the rules out. Whoever gets the closest to the number 
that Blake Young writes down without going over. This is the prices right rules, right? So throw your throw your numbers down below, Tyler Adams and Daniel Tool. And once both of your numbers are posted, then we'll let Blake show his numbers to the camera and find out who won. If you both go over, then uh, then maybe, well, I don't know. We'll figure something else out. Let's see. I, we've never had that. This is on. Hey, we're we're winging it here now, right, Blake? We're winging it. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like the suspense. I like the suspense. So Tyler Adams and Daniel Tool. Don't be waiting to see what the other one's gonna post. All right, Daniel posted. Daniel posted. No, guys, we're on a. You guys are on like a forty-five second delay from what me and Blake are actually streaming and having conversation live. So Daniel Pool. Daniel Tool posts two thousand and six. So let's see. Um, uh, the guys are already asking if they go over. We pick new contestants. <laughs> so that's that's good. Uh, oh, I saw Daniel Tool picks the 2006, you know, referencing the year that you took over New Canoe. That's a pretty good guess. That's a good number. That was some, so, you know, listening to the interview there. That was really good. Uh, I'm going to give uh, Daniel, uh, let's see, you know, who was that? Oh, Tyler Adams says 3256. So Tyler Adams says three, two, five, six. I'm writing these down. And Daniel tool says 2006. Now, Blake, did both of these guys go over? Uh, yes, they did. Both guys went over. Both guys went over. All right. So here we go. So both guys, you get one new guest. And, uh, I tell you what, just because we're going to make it fun, Derek Kivett. You just commented if they if they all go over, do we pick new contestants? Welcome aboard, brother. You're now in. Throw your number up there. So Derek Kivett, throw your number in. You're now competing against Tyler Adams and Daniel Tool. This is the final guess, and uh, and and we're gonna we're gonna roll. So I'm gonna do a, uh, a if all three of you go over here, then I'm doing something else. So Blake, write us down a new number anywhere from zero to 9999 Anthony you are not playing you cannot be guessing <laughs> so all right uh Blake's got his uh got got his numbers written down Derek's covering in his Daniel tool just put in his new numbers we're waiting on Tyler Adams Tyler Adams if you guys if all three of you guys mess this up this time then we're gonna we're gonna do, we're doing something else all right Tyler Adams says we shouldn't have nobody going over now. Tyler Adams takes number five, zero, 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 five. Derek, the newcomer into the game, says he's going to beat you guys with his guess of eight of zero, eight, four, nine. And then Daniel Tool takes number eight, nine, nine. So those numbers are close. So, uh, Blake, man, did uh, one of these one of these guys, did all these guys go over or you got a winner? We got a winner. All right. Show us your number, boss, man. What number did he get? Camera over, 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 over. That's that zero nine one five. Other way. Zero nine one five. Yes. Zero nine one five, which means uh eight. Am I saying that right? Eight nine, eight ninety nine. Daniel Tool looks like he's a winner. Then am I getting that right? That's right. I think so. Yep, Daniel Tool, brother. Congratulations. What was his? Oh, and he was the one that posted about the 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 shark breaching the water way to go man great post way to work for it at the end you guys smash that heart button smash that thumbs up congratulations brother um you can jump in the inbox and message myself or westbrook sablaco and uh i'll get some shipping information from you and uh and blake will get your stuff out to you 
um, I would assume pretty, pretty quickly. I know that he's excited for you to get that stuff in your hands and uh, make sure that when you get that, that you give uh, new canoe some love on, uh, on making this incredible prize package happen for you. So congratulations, uh, Daniel tool, man. Great post and great guessing. So, all right, guys, make sure you give Scott your shirt size too. There you go. Yeah. Shirt sizes. And, uh, we'll, we'll get all that stuff out to you. I'll get all that stuff for you, Blake, and get it over to you. We'll talk again soon, but Blake, man, I, uh, uh, dude, definitely drop some knowledge here. I really appreciate you taking the time. I know that you're a busy man. I can't thank you enough for, for coming on board with us here tonight and doing Westbrook Wednesday. It's been a ton of fun, man. Thank you, Scott. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Not a problem, dude. Next time you're down South, let's get together and I'll see you in 40 days at ICAST. <laughs> so we'll catch up there for sure. Sounds good, Scott. Thank you so much, Blake. We really appreciate it, man. All right, guys, that's it. Uh, we ran a little long, but we had a great conversation. Blake absolutely crushed it. What a phenomenal human being. New canoe we sell right here at Westbrook Supply Co. You guys can hop online and find us at westbrooksupplyco.com um, or stop by the shop in Midtown Atlanta if you're in the area. Uh, give us a shout. Um, we got a bunch of hats online. We got a bunch of different products. You guys make sure that you go check out westbrooksupplyco.com and check back with us every single Wednesday for Westbrook Wednesday. I finished uh, laying out my next seven weeks earlier today, and they're all on that posted note. So uh, we've got some amazing prize packs and some amazing interviews coming up. Um, uh, that's about it, guys. It's Westbrook Wednesday. I'm Scott Butcher, and as always, tack your dreams. We'll catch up with you guys next time. See you.